order a proper sequence of events. For instance, our counting numbers one, two, three in order. Order a slip of paper, a cookout, that tells them what I want in my tray. Order a military command requiring instant obedience. Or order an indication of perfect, harmonious functioning. Everything is as it ought to be. Not too long ago, the parish director of operations, Michael Becker, was my college roommate. We went to Belmont Abbey together, and we ended up living side by side for three years. Now one year, a shower valve in our dormitory began to fail. It began to drip. One of us, probably Michael, because he was always the responsible one, made a report to the maintenance department. And one of us, this was probably me, because I do these sorts of things, took a Sharpie and posted a sign that said, out of order, beside the shower. Of course, the other suite mates and I began to discuss the out of order shower. And you can imagine how this might go if you've ever met some young men around their college years. If it was out of order, we said, what kept it from being disordered? And wasn't all disorder from the devil? Is the shower evil? Before the end of the night, we had a joke of cursing the broken shower whenever we passed it, as if its leaky valve were some diabolical instrument. We would rebuke it for not working, renounce it for being out of order, reject it for being disordered, or worse. Are our loves out of order? Are they out of order? Because Christian life and belief all come down to that loving in the right order. Ordered love. That's the central mystery of our faith. Ordered love is a great description for the Holy Trinity which we celebrate today. We like to complicate things and say that life is about money or government or good health, learning, even technology. But that's simply incorrect. Human beings need to love in order. This morning we're celebrating our graduates. Though few in number, this is an impressively diverse group. One of the servers behind me has just completed eighth grade. We have high school graduates of Cannon and Salisbury a mountaineer from App State at the bachelor's level, also one from Rowan Cabarrus Early College, a master's and with, in Latin American studies from UNCC, am I right? Yes. Master's of Business Administration, and your humble preacher this morning just completed his master's in divinity. So, really, a great accomplishment, right? As we celebrate these graduates, isn't the ordering of love what we celebrate in them? 
After years of study, maybe even some late nights or international trips or leadership roles, our students fit their lives into order and begin to get their loves into order. For we know from St. Paul that affliction produces endurance and endurance proven character and proven character hope. A graduate is someone who has let the important things be important. We celebrate you today because that is best done in the presence of the Holy Trinity. We love God rightly. And that's what shows us how to live. As we celebrate the Most Holy Trinity, we approach ordered love. We enter the presence of the perfect divine communion. Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit is the Trinity. Composed of a single divine nature and with three distinct persons, the Trinity is ordered perfectly. There are not breaks, nor short circuits, nor failures in the Trinity. The love of God exchanges effortlessly amongst and amidst the divine persons. As Americans, we like to solve problems. We tend to think that the Trinity is a problem. One is three, three is one. Someone fix this math. What's going on? We think if we had the right answer, then we could finally just ignore God and live the way we wanted to. Still get what we were looking for. But the Trinity is not a problem to solve, no. The Trinity is a mystery. A mystery into which we must dive with our whole lives. If we could ever reach the bottom, then the mystery would be over. But God is not exhausted by our search. In our first reading, we heard how the Spirit was present from the foundation of the earth, and the Word proceeded forth to create. This teaches us that every action of the Trinity is an action of the whole Trinity. God operates cohesively. As the Father creates, the Son, the Word, issues forth. I think a Word just issued forth from a Son right there. And the Spirit breathes the universe into existence. One God creates, and the three persons of the Trinity cooperate without division, without separation. One year ago today, I baptized a child for the first time. And on June 12, 2021, Samuel Blaine had the Trinity infused into his soul. When we possess the Trinity through baptism, it becomes recognizable in our lives. As we foster the life of grace by receiving the sacraments, especially the Eucharist and penance, the Trinity becomes more visible. We become the sort of people 
who seek to know and then follow the will of the Father. Our words and actions bear a similarity to how the Son, Jesus, speaks and acts. Our lives and routines are marked by the gifts and fruits of the Spirit. For instance, peace, patience, wisdom. So although a perfect description of the Trinity evades us, the Trinity's presence is obvious. Our loves start to find their place and fit into proper order. We're not a leaky showerhead anymore. We pray today for a closer union with the Trinity. And the gospel offers us this promise. The spirit of truth will guide you in all truth. When we know truly, we can love truly. And when our love is back in order, grace showers down. May you know the Holy Trinity more deeply this day and always.